think that picture's still crooked. <laughs> everyone dave and jeff it is august 10th 2020 what a day for me today dave really yeah because i it's so funny i was thinking about this for like it's literally been going on for like a year and uh if you're on my facebook which a lot of you are not (laughs) by choice (laughs) but for people on my facebook you saw tonight dave i have a a question and this kind of in the time we're living it's uh it's it's the decision to adopt a new team as an adult wait hold on what sport well you can do it in any sport because i did it today in hockey oh christ well i'll tell you why you already have three hockey teams no i really only have one i thought you had the kings the ducks and the wild no i'm not a ducks fan okay because what's funny is i was a kings and ducks fan until i went to work at upper deck And like, no, 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 no. It doesn't work that way. These two teams hate each other. You're on one side of the fence or the other. You can't be in the middle. We were in goal with the Stanley Cup in 2007. Right. On the ice. Right. With our friend Steve Holm. (laughs) Uh, I don't hate the Ducks. There are friends that hate the Ducks. How can you hate the Ducks with the goals right here in San Diego? But no, I'm not a Ducks fan. And the other thing is with the Wild, I'm a Kings fan. I was a North Stars fan as a kid. They were your first love. Correct. But then they moved to Dallas. Dallas, And unlike Sean Walcheff, who's a lightweight, when my team left and gutted me, I said, hey, F you. And I cut the cord. And I've never cheered for that team even when they won the cup. Never have cheered for them again. I don't hate them. I just don't cheer for them. When the Wild came in, I had already kind of established a connection with the Kings. Yeah. And so it's kind of cool, but I they weren't there when I was there, and I don't really have a connection with that team. So while I watch them and pay attention, they're not really my team. The one thing that I've never had, Dave, all the teams you talked about, North Stars, Wild, Ducks, Kings, I've never had a team in the Eastern Conference. I thought you had the Devils. Years ago. Okay. I put money on the Devils, <laughs> won money on the Stanley Cup. Oh, like 94, not 94, yeah. nine, no, 94 is the Rangers. Yeah, 94 is the Rangers, 95, maybe even earlier okay. than that. It was like, uh, it's a great team. It had like Luke Richardson, Shane Corson. You and uh, Putty. Yeah, Lyle Odeline. All these <laughs> dudes that could fight and score goals. Yeah. But I've not established a connection with that team. Uh, what it feels like, Dave, is, well, I'll tell you. So about two years ago. First time I go to Toronto. Yeah. Now, the 93 Maple Leafs team that played the Kings in the uh, in the semifinals, boy, they had some of my all-time favorite players, Doug Gilmore, Wendell Clark, others. And I always liked that team, but I'm a Kings guy. Yeah. So it's – I don't know if you've ever had that with your teams in the playoffs where you go, oh, I kind of like that team, but I'm loyal to my team. Say, I like players – I respect players. Guys were yeah. the best of the best. Like, I was a Doug Gilmore fan. Right. Wendell Clark, 90, same thing. No, number 93, right? Yeah. Guys that can score, fight, yep. leaders. So, uh, a couple years ago, I go to Toronto, and it's like, wow, this is pretty cool. Then about a year ago this time, I got a chance to go to Maple Leaf Gardens. Yeah. And I walk around the old building, and you're feeling the history. Then I'm at a dinner with Daryl Sittler. 
and you start hearing stories and you're like wow this is pretty cool continue to kind of casually watch them same thing last year i get to go to uh scotia bank arena yeah while i'm there i'm like you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna pick up a leafs media guide i just kind of am fascinated <laughs> by this right at uh at the trade show eddie shack is telling stories and he's hysterical and he's a legendary guy that night we go to dinner with wendell clark and now you just kind of feel like a little bit more and you're getting to know people back there the whole thing but I go, boy, it doesn't – they've got a couple of young players, John Tavares, Mitch Marner, Austin Matthews. You go, man, I, I've never really had a team in the East. Yeah. I think I'm going to start watching the Maple Leafs. Well, kind of the more I watched them this year, there were two things going on. One, they were in the playoffs, kind of in the play-in round yesterday. They lose to Columbus. They have not won the Stanley Cup, the Maple Leafs, since '67. I was thinking about, like, Dave, you think about, you know, people tease you about the Dodgers. Yeah. It had been 21 years since the Maple Leafs won when the Dodgers won. <laughs> uh, right? Like, uh, for the Padres. Yeah, that's a long fucking time. Yeah, Padres, you go, well, you haven't been to the World Series since 98. It had been 31 years yeah. on that day for the Leafs. They get eliminated yesterday. And I go, okay. But today was a really wild thing in the NHL. I don't know if anybody saw it. We talked about this a couple of months ago, how the NHL had their draft lottery. And then today, what they did was they put eight ping pong balls in the hopper. Okay. And it shot one up, and that one was going to get the number one pick. The Minnesota Wild, the Pittsburgh Penguins, Edmonton Oilers, the Rangers, the Panthers, the Maple Leafs, and... Somebody else, some forget. Well, I'm watching that today. I go, well, if the Leafs get this and they're able to draft Alexi Lafreniere, then I look like a front runner. Goddamn, if that thing doesn't go to the New York Rangers. Shit. So the it's New York. Like Patrick Ewing. <laughs> well, I'll say this real quick. The New York Rangers are now loaded with young talent. They'll have the number one pick. The LA Kings, who are also loaded with talent, have the number two pick. Great for the sport. The Leaf, Leafs will pick like 12. And I go, fuck, this is the time. Oh, boy. I can adopt the as my Eastern <laughs> Conference team. Dave, this is the way I thought of it. Tell me this. Yes. If we had a friend yeah. that had only been, I'm going to use Bobby Woldridge, our okay. pal Bobby Woldridge. Bobby Woldridge is the biggest Angels fan we know. Yeah. You and I dig the Angels, yeah, I, but I we're not we're not anywhere close to the Angels fan. No, no, Woldridge that's his is. number one team. If Bobby Woldridge came to us and said, you know what, guys, I'm thinking about getting a National League team. Hear me out. I think the National League team I'm going to adopt is the New York Mets. We go, fucking go ahead. <laughs> go ahead, right? <laughs> I will point this out. Yeah. When the Mets won the World Series in 86, it had been 19 years since the Maple Leafs skated with oh, the Stanley funny. Cup. If, if uh, my buddy Rob Henney yeah. is a Rams fan, if he said, you know what, I've never, you know, I kind of like the Chargers, but yeah. they, they screwed us over. You know who my new AFC team is? I'm going to be a Jets fan. We go, what? Idiot. <laughs> yeah. That's what all my friends are telling me today. They're with like, the, why, with Toronto? But Toronto seems like... Here's the deal with Toronto to me. Toronto yeah. is a sexy pick 
Because if you look at any celebrity that's from Canada, yeah. they're, they're all Maple Leafs. Right. They all wear the Maple Leafs jersey. Such they have a the great t-shirts. jersey. Yeah. I mean, they're yeah. all Maple Leafs. Like, you would swear the Maple Leafs had the history of the Canadians. The fan base is hysterical. So many of my close friends, Sean Ambrose, who runs Real Surf Shop, BJ McPherson, uh, and other close friends, they are they're hysterical because they have just been kicked yeah. low for 50-plus years. But I was just trying, like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to insult anybody's intelligence and act like I go with the team back to, you know, the Sittler days yeah. or anything else. Well, no one's going to ask you when you became a fan. I could tell him. Yeah. I mean- became a fan in 2020 during the pandemic. Okay. I have a buddy of mine who was a huge Charger fan. And when they left, he picked right. a new team. Right. And he picked the Cowboys. Okay. And I was like, wait a second. You picked the fucking America's See, team? See, that's what I'm saying, Dave. But it's kind of almost the same fucking history. It's been a long time <laughs> since well, the Cowboys won, too. But what, 93? 95. Yeah, I was at that game. Yeah. Super Bowl 30. <laughs> what am I thinking? Okay. Again, like we said, 95 has been a long time. It had been 28 years for the Maple Leafs at that point. But now the other question that came up to me tonight was, all right, what if we get the Kings and Leafs? I'm all in on the Kings. Yeah. They're my team. Oh, my God. But I've never had a team to cheer for in the East. So a lot of times you watch those games in the East, and it's the Flyers and the Bruins or the Lightning. You going to do anything to make this thing big, official? I don't know. Tattoo? No, I'm not going to tattoo. Um, but it's just kind of like, do you like, let's go through the leagues real quick. And yeah, this, I do the thing is you guys tease me all the time because I do have a lot of teams, but I think I have a lot of teams because, uh, I think they're all justified. NBA, how many teams do you have? One. I'm a Laker fan. And I'm a Wolves okay. fan because the Wolves came in. Yeah. I had no NBA yeah. ties. The yes. Clippers had left. I was done with them. I was never, while my family and my buddies are Laker fans, I don't hate the Lakers. And and I'll tell you this, though. As I said, I root for people. Whereas if the Lakers weren't playing the Wolves, I'm going Wolves because of Alan Horton. Same thing for the Marlins. Right. Because of Glenn Geffner. Right. Perfect. Um, Baseball, how many teams do you look at and you go, I really cheer for these teams? I watch these three teams every night. I watch the Dodgers. I watch the Angels. I watch the Padres. All three Southern California teams I, I watch. I mean, right now where we're sitting, we have a TV to our side but there's also one right behind your head that i'm watching too right now it just happened to be both the same games but usually it would be the angels behind you you know i sh- i wish i watched the angels more than i do because when i was a kid and it's funny you, just like you talked about your american league team your national league team when i was a kid and i would after i moved away from la and would come back to los angeles in the summer mm-hmm. my grandmother didn't have cable but we oh. would get channel dodger five. games on channel 11 mm. And then, not all the games, but you'd get the Dodger games on 11. And then it seemed like on uh, whenever the la- the Angels were on the road, Dan Ford, Bobby Gridge, right. Fred Lynn. Carew. I mean, I know the whole fucking team because I, I was watching those guys. Bob Starr and Joe yeah. Torrey. And Rod Carew is my second favorite guy behind yeah. Steve Garvey, who was my favorite National League Bostock. player. Bostock. Yeah. And you're sitting there and you're watching all these guys. And for me, uh, yeah, it was the Angels. It was the only thing on. I loved yeah. baseball. And either you got the Dodgers or the Angels. And I said, well, it made sense. They were down the road. Yeah. I think Artie has frustrated me so much as an owner. I agree. If, if Artie was more like Balmer. Yeah. I Because I really do. I It's funny. I was talking to my sons about this tonight. And we were talking about the Angels. And I said, what do you guys feel like as Angel fans? And they said, well, we love going. Love everything about the big A, the whole fan experience. It's cool. The uniforms are great. Color Mike Trout, Otani. Yep. Uh, 
you won't see Rendon this year, but, but well, you're seeing him a little bit. He's banged up. Yeah, but but I'm saying like in person yeah. at the Big A, but um, but they dig it, and but I think for me, maybe it's maybe I don't know. I wish I was more into the Angels than I am. The thing is, you're again being from Minnesota. If you're a baseball fan, the Twins might be the most exciting team to watch. Crazy, right? It is They're the freaking last, crazy. Yeah, the last year or two have been outstanding. I always watch the Twins. Yeah, well, and I'll tell you, look at that team, too. When you fire a hometown kid in Paul Molitor, yeah. you go get Rocco Baldelli that had no history with that team at all. And, and look, I mean, adding a guy like Nelson Cruz into the middle of the lineup helps a lot. But they are. They're fun. And for me, Dick Bremer and Burt Blylevin have been calling those games for 100 years. Yeah. So when you turn in, for me, those guys have been part of that organization forever. Yeah, they're a fun team to watch. I would think, like, kids locally with mud and don ted and jesse yeah. on the radio you go oh yeah that's home yeah man 100 percent um twins but it would be like i was just thinking about it tonight dave if i came in here and i didn't have any allegiance to the twins there would be certain teams where you'd be like the fuck out of here <laughs> right if i came in and you go you know what man you know I- though I'd, I'd admire you I'll be honest with you, because it's easy to be a Yankee fan or a Red Sox fan, but to pick right. a team like the Twins or the Royals and go, "That's my." That's team. what I was saying. Yeah, there, there's there's clear yays and nays. Now, when I was a kid, my favorite two players were Carlton Fisk and Johnny Bench. But when we played, I I think I've said this before over the ninety years, dude. When we played, like my buddies playing sandlot ball, this is honest to God true. It's the dumbest thing ever. The guy I always was when I was pitching was former Padre and Red Sox great Rick Wise. Really? I have no idea why. <laughs> he was like 8 and 18. Was he because, it's funny you say that. I, I remember as a kid trying to learn the game, the first Dodger pitcher I can remember was Rick Roden. Really? And maybe Rick Wise was your guy, the first guy you remember on the mound. Might have been just Joe Gargiola's Saturday afternoon baseball. But if I come in you go, hey man, I'm a Red Sox fan or a Yankee fan, you're like, fuck off. If a guy comes in and goes, hey, you know what, man? I want to be an American League fan. I'm going to be a uh, Texas Ranger fan. Yeah. I like Joey Gallo. Yeah. And the new ballpark's cool. You're like, all right. Yeah. You know who did that? Who picked the Rangers? I always laugh at these these stories. Is Steve Mason. I remember, really? Yeah. Mason's a big Rangers and Dodger fan. Just his American League team, his National League team. Because of Nolan Ryan? I don't know. No, it was boy before Nolan and Ryan. he was in Cleveland. Yeah. He lived in Ohio. He lived in Toledo. Yeah. So, same thing. Like, basketball, to me, the Maple Leafs are the Knicks. They're yeah. absolutely the Knicks. Yes. High-profile team. Call. That's a great call. High-profile team. Yep. They have tried everything from a coaching standpoint to a free agent standpoint. Yep. And if somebody goes, you know what? I've never really been in. It's the way we treated Herm. Herm Gassaway yep. is yep. a Knicks fan. Oh, we abused him. <laughs> <laughs> just for fun. But if you come in, you go, you know what? I'm just going to start watching the NBA, and I'm going to be a Lakers fan. You're like, oh, wow, yeah. okay. Yeah. Or my son, I mean, he did it when he was six. He goes, hey, I'm going to start watching the Warriors. Well, that's fine. That's when they were good, and that's when he fell in love with the sport. Yeah. Good damn deal. Yeah. But now what if somebody goes, hey, you know what? I don't watch a lot of NBA, but I want to be a Clippers fan because of Kawhi and San Diego State. Makes sense to me. We'd let that, yes. right? So I don't know. Why well, you're, you're questioning your decision? Is there? No, no, no. I just I'm all in. I'm okay. because, like I said, having been there, 
having been lucky enough to meet some of the legends from the team, yep. walking Maple Leaf Gardens, watching the team all year, kind of, and seeing the heartbreak, not seeing the number one pick tonight. Like I, I go, this feels like a good time for me to jump in. Yeah, where you go, okay, I can go. I want to see you get a T-shirt, something. Yeah, the whole deal. So the jersey uh, with the with the strings on it, like Mike Myers. Dude, I'm telling you. <laughs> so you go to uh, when you're there at Scotiabank Arena. It's just like any other major arena where they have the team store. Yeah. And you cut across. The other thing is, too, with the Hockey Hall of Fame right in downtown Toronto, you go in, and Dave, until you really see, there's certain jerseys that I think, until you see them in person, it's funny we have the Dodger game on. I can remember being at the movies in Encinitas when we had a movie theater in Encinitas. The guy in front of me, I'll never forget this, had that white Dodger jersey of all the guys in the history of that franchise, Koufax, Drysdale, anybody, Fernando, Gibson, he had a Mike Marshall jersey. Number five, huh? Right. Fuck. Was it Mike Marshall? It should have been. (laughs) Like Mike Piazza in that clip they were showing on uh, Baywatch the other day. But when you see that jersey in person, which is how blinding the white is, yeah. you look at that and you go, I couldn't hate the Dodgers any more than I do, but that is a cool-looking jersey. It's the same thing when you see the Maple Leaf jersey. Yeah, That blue is blinding, and you go, God, that's a good-looking jersey. Yeah. I always say this about the Dodger jersey is, and I understand anyone who hates the Dodgers, but it's the color of the American flag. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's red, white, and blue. What, what can you do? You can't go wrong with those colors. Same reason I picked those colors for my California Bears team. Right. Not because of the Dodgers, just because it's yeah, the same sure color as the flag. Uh, let me get to baseball. because you wrote, this, is the, this is the way to go. You wrote something yesterday on Twitter, and I'm going to give you a fucking chance to clear your name. I stand by it. Uh, <laughs> because the Padres yesterday just beat the dog shit. On a Madison Bumgarner. Oh, okay. Oh, that's what it was. Okay, I thought you were going to talk about Machado. Go ahead. Uh, Madison Bumgarner gets shelled yesterday. And now he's on the I.L. Yeah. Ah, my back. <laughs> now our, you, our back. Now you, being the punk that you are, go on Twitter. I'm like, oh, look at this fucking guy. I'm trying to see if you're awake. I was, because <laughs> I need you right in the balls two seconds later. Just was sitting there holding my ace card, and I played it yesterday. Just like Wood showed you. Just kicked you right in your little nuts. Now, you just immediately tweet out, isn't it amazing all the Padre fans who wanted Bumgarner? I'd, I'd have to listen to Wood show to know what he said, so I'm not going to accuse him of it. But you're like, Jeff wanted him. <laughs> I was just see if you are paying attention. Now, are you going to clarify how I wanted him? I don't remember. Of course you don't. What we talked about was if you had the chance to go get him, and and again, even if they had signed this deal, it would have been crazy. But I believe what we talked about was like a two-year deal for twenty-five million. Yeah, or and, or twenty-six. It, it, it would whatever. not have been it, to thirty. It was either way. Yeah, it wasn't close to what he was getting other places. And as soon as this deal became eighty-five million, I remember you saying, "Would you have done that?" And I said, "No way, no way." A lot of miles on that truck. Even though he's young, he's throwing a shitload. And it would have cost you $100 million to get him yeah. here. Yeah, more than Arizona. So that's what I said. 
if you had now it's funny i heard darren today and darren said something similar which is yeah when bumgarner became available and you're looking at different deals in baseball you go yeah kick the tires on him can you get him for 12 can you get him for two for 20 25 um in today's game but he said he goes I never said four for a hundred. Nobody, I don't know if anybody locally did, but I was like, what a dipshit. <laughs> Dude, when you look at that, the topping out at 88. Wow. And that wasn't yesterday. That's just what he's been doing all year. He's yeah. been getting killed. I mean, he has four more years left after, after this year. Oh, yeah. Holy shit, man. That could be one of the worst contracts in baseball history. Well, I, I it's funny too, Dave, because you looked at a comparison yesterday. It's funny, I, I, I'd be curious, I'd ask Mud this, but I don't know what the answer is. To me, watching Will Myers hit that home run yesterday, yeah. watching Will Myers all year, and you get it from a coaching perspective, the thing that Myers looks to me, Dave, that he, he's never shown in his time here, is he looks like he's got a little bit of self-confidence. I think we talked about this last week. Yeah, and look, I don't know what it is. Here, here's my my. He thinking. looks like a different guy. I I understand, but my point with Will Myers and everyone always says, "Man, Andy must have been the problem." Look, he's had more managers than Andy. Okay. Yeah. He was an all star in 2016. He's gotten off to a hot start when they first got him. Then it went right in the shitter. Remember that? Right. Look, dude, you're a fucking pro. You're getting paid a lot of fucking money. Yeah. Show up every fucking day doing your best. That, and it doesn't look like Will Myers was that guy. I mean, now it looks like he's enjoying the game. It looks like there's no pressure on him. I mean, right. even when we watch the game right now, we're waiting, and I'm sure most Padre fans are doing the same thing. When are Tatisa Machado coming up? Right. Right? That's what we're doing. We don't sit there and go, well, fuck, when's Myers getting here, even though he's having a good year? Yeah. And maybe he just feels like, I'm not, I'm not that one or two guy, but I'll be fine being the three or four guy. Now, the other thing is, can't that same rule apply to Hosmer? Yeah, but again, you're paying these guys so much. I got the Padres it. aren't paying for that. That's not what their contract's for. But I'm saying, you're starting to get production out of Hosmer. Yeah, I don't know what, again, it's only a couple weeks into the season. I don't know I what Hosmer's it. deal is. And not talking about his playing time, I'm talking about his health. Yeah. Like, he looks thin as fuck. Well, yeah, because he had that. Yeah. that well, it's whole... not cured. And so you wonder, man, what's what's the long-term thing here? I mean, look at Terry Francona. Look how much time he dismissed for the same thing. Didn't it? Uh, didn't it look like Hosmer lost twenty five pounds? Yeah, sure did. When you looked at him, yeah, he looked like uh, any, anybody who watches the show Survivor, and maybe you watch the first couple of days, right? You watch the first three weeks when yeah. they've been there for nine days, and then all of a sudden you kind of drop off the show, and then you're like, "Oh man, hey, it's the finale." I remember these dudes. And you come in, and the guy that was clean shaven's got this crazy yeah. <laughs> Archie Bradley beard, like and they all Turner, lost. Yeah. yeah, they all lost like forty pounds. You're like, God dang! I saw Hosmer yesterday. You go, whoa! Yeah, you just hope the guy's cool. How about uh, this? Was the question that was asked of me yesterday by my twelve year old son, and it literally stopped me because I didn't know the answer. So we'll ask everybody here. He asked me, after Tatis homers again yeah. and does his whole thing, he goes, hey, what is it going to have to, what's it going to take for him to be the greatest Padre of all time? And I said, well, for me, the greatest Padre of all time is Tony. I go, that's it, eight batting titles, five gold gloves. Yeah. I go, you get to nine and six, you're looking at it. But – 
but the electricity that this guy brings did you see um i should have brought my phone in jeff passon story well, I didn't see the passings. I mean, I saw okay. it all day, but I haven't read it yeah. yet. Well, uh, I mean, you'd see the video part where it talked about him being the face of baseball? Dude, I, I, the guy's unbelievable. He right? is. I mean, again, he's the first shortstop in Major League Baseball history to hit 30 home runs in 100 games. Yeah. I mean, no one's ever done that. I mean, you did, talk about how great A-Rod was. A-Rod didn't do it. Did you see Agler's? I mean, they've been putting these graphics up yeah. the last couple of days. Where it was, the one was Tatis against Jeter yeah. and A-Rod. Yeah. But the one that Agler put up yesterday where it was Tatis against Mike Trout and Mickey Mantle? Yeah. To their first? Yeah, that was impressive. God. That was man. impressive. Hey, look, the guy is is absolutely a freak. I mean, he, when they talk about the face of baseball, I'm 100% fine with that. Mike Trout obviously doesn't want it. Aaron right. Judge is... Is good, but look how many guys out there are six foot seven, six foot eight, right. where kids can go. I can be Aaron Judge, right? Nobody looks like that. You can look at Tatis, a guy that's what about six four, athletic, thin, and he obviously has the enthusiasm. You and I have talked about this on the show a few years ago. When you look at the Caribbean leagues and stuff, mm-hmm. and the enthusiasm of the crowd and the players, and saying that's something that Major League Baseball is missing here, and there's always these unwritten rules of drilling guys because they don't know how to behave. Dude, I'm all for it. I'm all for the behavior of uh, Tatis, somebody that looks like they love what they're doing. If more guys did it, I'd be fine if the crowd got into it, like the soccer matches you used yeah. to tell me about in London. Yeah. Fantastic. But it's one of the biggest criticisms about baseball with young fans is that the games aren't fun. He's no a guy personality. that makes it fun, makes the fans hopefully uh, behave in a different way. He, he's everything that's right about baseball. I mean, he's exactly what you want. You know, is he is he's such a freak, and everyone's always talking about giving him the money right now, giving him an extension. My question for you is this, and you're the king of saying spend money, spend it smart. Uh-huh. Look, when he gets this new deal, yeah, we're talking five hundred million dollars, probably. I mean, you are you're talking a half a billion dollars. Yeah. So, what does that do for the future of this team? Okay, and I understand it's a good problem to have, mm-hmm. but when you have Machado, who now is going to be on that that list too, you're still going to be mm-hmm. paying Machado unless you find a way to trade him. But you're going to have, hopefully, Gore is great, and, mm-hmm. and Paddock we know is great, and Lamette's pretty goddamn good, yeah. and, and Patino is supposed to be great. You know what I mean? You have all these young guys yeah. that we talk about that are supposed to be great, too. Mm-hmm. And the Dodgers are going to hit the same problem real soon oh, with yeah. Bellinger and Seager and all these other guys. But at the same time with the Padres, it's different because we all know they don't have the money that the Yankees and the Dodgers have. you got to keep Tatis no matter what. Mm-hmm. you got to give him the money. He's the guy. But what does that do for the other guys? Are you concerned at all that you can't, maybe one day you won't be able to hold on to a Gore or a Paddock? Uh, it would be a drag. There's one guy this team. That's so right, right? The, the guy that plays every day. Not the guy that plays yeah. once every five days. Yeah. And he, Dave, I I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to think just in this city, right? I mean, maybe LT, Ladanian, right? Remember That's when funny Lad- you said that. This is the last time San Diego, I think, had the best player in any sport was LT with the personality. Yeah. Remember LT Sports Center commercial yeah. it was so goddamn yeah. funny when he was doing the mail. Yeah, I don't think there's yeah. another guy though since LT, right? I mean, it hasn't been. But no, and the thing is too. What's funny is seeing the different clips that came out over the weekend from Bob Brenly and the Diamondbacks. Yeah, I know you put one out. You're like, dude, shut up. Exactly. That's like, what that's the problem with up. baseball, right there. Right. Because I would say to Bob Brenly, what I think of when I watch Tatis is they were running this again yesterday on ESPN. Take all the sidebar shit out. Yeah. Just 
Remember in 98 when McGuire was doing his thing and then Sosa started? Yep. Sosa, we were like, dude, this guy is just having fun. Yep. He's just having Everybody fun playing Everybody was rooting for Sosa because of that. Right. And I watched Tatis. Dude, when he hit that ball the other day and smoked it and yep. he watched it, like, fuck, Sosa watched home runs. Yeah. McGuire watched home runs. He had a fucking ball 400 and whatever. You could watch it. Are you tired of guys like Madison Bumgarner yelling at him? Yeah. Like me too. I'm sick guy. of that shit. Dude, like, Bumgarner. Dude, you threw it. Fuck off. Yeah. Bumgarner was the guy that was great to watch. Yeah. He should have an appreciation where you go, dude, what you did in the World Series for the Giants was unbelievable. Yeah. Right? And that game in relief coming in, unbelievable. But there are other guys that play the game hard, play it right, and do it well. Just because you got beat, tough shit. Yeah. Uh, I think it's great. But but to to say what would it take for him to be the greatest Padre of all time, we don't have a lot of history. Yeah. But we got a guy at the top. And if you wanted to put Trevor in that mix, I understand that too. But from a position player, you go, hey, man. You it feels like you're fast tracking into the top ten already. Yeah. Oh, I agree. I mean, right now he's he's number one. If you go to mob.com right now and you look no. at a ranking of the top players, he's number one today. No, but I'm saying, yeah. Dave, in the in the history of this team. Oh, yeah. well, the team's been ridiculously bad. Right. I mean, come on. The, can you right. think of a team that's been less relevant in Major League Baseball no. history than the Padres? No. Yes. So and that's, that's where the other thing. You know, Dave, you make a great point right there by saying he makes this team relevant. Now, this is what's funny. This is the dynamic I'm fascinated by. And nobody in this town will ask it, but I will. Machado's got a massive ego. Yeah, he's not even the best player on the left side of the infield. And people keep <laughs> asking him. And I'm, and I'm fascinated when people ask him, hey, what do you make of Tatis? And what does that do to Machado? Do you at some point, does your inner... You know, intestinal fortitude. If he's a competitor, it does. It bothers him. It should. Yep. And because he's you to be just said him right now. Right. Dude, you're not even yeah. the best guy, Dave, on the left side of the infield. Yep. That kid is. Yeah. It doesn't matter how many blowjobs Stephen Woods gives you. You still aren't the best player on the left side of the infield. This fucking guy. Jesus. And I, I told Woods just cut bait right now. <laughs> well, look, watching Machado Did hit you hear him two. Freak out today. Closest he came to cussing. About what? Machado. How what? great he is. What? <laughs> He's so upset that people are questioning Machado. He almost cussed on there twice. Look, I, I think you're 100%. You don't think Ron Fowler's questioning Machado? Dude, 100%, right? You're writing those checks going, this is not what I paid for. Right. Come on. Be honest with you. You're a Padre fan. Come on. And I understand you love everybody in the uniform until you trade them when you guys rip the fuck out of these guys. But look, Machado's not giving you what you're paying for. Right. He just isn't. Right. And now, but the thing that I want to see, Dave, is we can't quit on him because you're way too you're way too early in the game with him. Yeah. What I and wanna, nobody would take him anyway. No, but but the the problem is you quit on him now. You're I mean, dude, you're done. Then you're just saying we're going right back to what we were forever, which is signing Vinny Castilla and Mike Christ. Piazza. Yeah. And guys like that, and bringing those guys in. Dude, you can't. you got yeah. to ride this out. It's like a stock. You don't lose until you sell. 
what I want to see is watching this guy next to him play 23. Yep. Is that enough? Because ultimately, we're our own biggest critic. Yeah. Right? Is that enough to trigger something in the brain of Manny Machado to go, dude, I got to figure this shit out. I'm a $30 million player, and I'm not even the best dude on the left side of this infield, much less the best guy on this team. I know I'm better than Hedges. (laughs) I know that. (laughs) I might. I don't know. Oh, shit. Shit, right now I'm not better than Will Myers. It's true. I'm not better than Hosmer Never, right now. Dude, all of Machado's hits, his big hits, don't come when it matters. Let's go around. I'm going to ask you guys, and you tell me, stay or go. Okay? okay. Love it. We're going to play this right now, and this is for Steve Woods to figure this shit out. We're going to go right around the the everyday eight. Hedges, Machado. Who stays, who goes? Oh, Machado stays. Okay. Machado, and I'm saying today's, okay. the impact on today's game. Today, not looking at history yeah. overall, Machado Hosmer. I can't believe it, but I, right today I take Hosmer. Machado uh, Cronenworth. I still go Machado. Too too early. It's two weeks in for Cronenworth. I would agree. Yeah, I mean, so, so advanced scouts are going to figure out Cronenworth. I get it, but but it but Cronenworth right now is making plays he, defensively he, and hitting. But you're right. I would agree with you. Uh, Machado Tatis. Oh, Tatis. Machado Myers. Today it's Myers. Can't uh, believe that. Machado Grisham. Fuck. Right? Okay. Yeah. I mean, dude, it's so fucking frustrating. And then you go Machado yeah. fam. Yeah. Which I, is another guy yeah. who's supposed to be an impact guy. I get yeah. it. But Dave, it's a 60 game season. Yeah. And, and look, I understand you want to say it's early. Look, last year, what do you want? He got he got the 162 game season. He, he Here's here's my issue with him. He's not playing up to his contract. He knows it too. Sure. But then his behavior is so bizarre to me. You know, it's like, well, hell, I'm not doing everything. Like, I'm watching Bellinger, who's off to a horrible start. I mean, mm-hmm. it looks absolutely terrible. The swing looks terrible. He looks off balance. Looks like he doesn't know the strike zone. But they say he comes working his ass off nonstop. And then when you sit there and you look at Machado, who strikes out and then yells at the umpire, and then the, the replay shows, dude, it's either a strike or you did swing at it. What are you yelling at? Well, Calm I mean, the fuck down. You look like a jackass right now. You know exactly what it is. And I'm not making you excuses think he's for this. Yeah, dude. I think at the end. I think you are, man. I think that's it. And to me, dude, I loved the signing when it happened. So if you loved it when it happened, because I've told you, I hated the Myers trade when it happened, yeah. and I could crow about that all day. But like so many of us, I love the Machado I signing. I did too. I'm not going to say I didn't. I the did. future for this team, we need that dude to find it, man. We need that dude to find it. Because... If he goes back to being the player that he was, where he's the where you're going every night, it's either Machado or Tatis carrying this team, and then you get contributions from some of the other guys we talked about. It'll be outstanding. Yep. Yeah. No, you just you got to find a way for him to get it. So, a couple of home runs yesterday. Great. Uh, it's funny Grisham driving down. Yeah. Remember every every team does this where because it's such great unique radio. We go out with a tape recorder, and you have a player yeah, uh, record a liner coming back. Yes. Trent Grisham might have the greatest one ever because he says, Hi, this is Trent Grisham with the Padres. 
and you're listening to the official home of Padre Baseball, 97.3 The Fan. you go if i recorded that i'd go dude that is so fucking funny Uh, just because i gotta sit out here and get 20 dipshits to record these things but if i'm 97.3 i try to find a way to play that once a game he is so like you could not be any more monotone than he is and you go fuck i love that dude even more that is funny remember when you question that guy I know he's sitting 237, but he's yeah. a pretty fun player. He is. He, you know, Better he, than Margot. Here's my question on on Grisham. And this happens with a lot of guys that get off to a hot start is these advanced scouts are so good. Yeah. You know, and the guy, the thing that opened my eyes to this was Ben Davis. Do you remember right. when Ben Davis got up to that crazy <laughs> yeah. start? I feel like Sean Burroughs. Yeah, Sean Burroughs did too. Am and then these advanced that? scouts are so fucking good, man. They find the yeah. holes in your swing and next thing you know, you're hitting two something. You know, you get yeah. off these crazy starts. And then you're hitting two something, but yeah, you look at Machado at two nineteen, and you just go, "That's not what what you expected." Here's what's funny about you mentioned Tony Gwynn. Tony Gwynn was always known for knowing the strike zone, didn't strike out. Mm-hmm. The game has changed so much, where a guy like a guy like Tony would be in the right field, they'd be looking for a power position, you know. And, and Tony said that if the Dodgers were looking at him, he would have had a hard time on the Dodgers because. They wanted you to hit home runs if you're a corner outfielder. That's why yeah. I said Chris didn't get a fair chance when he was with the Dodgers. Right. But Tony was was such a good hitter. I mean, the guy was an artist back there. And when you look at Tatis in today's game, he fits today's game perfectly where he does strike out a lot. I mean, he strikes out 38% of the time. Yet, at the same time, no one talks about it because it's not an important part of the game. Yeah. It's okay to hit home runs Crazy. and strike out. You aren't yeah. getting into a double play. It's okay. Keep, keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, game's changed so yeah, much, it, right? It has changed so much uh, launch angles and getting the ball in the air and not sacrificing and all the things that go into baseball that is so different just in the last 10 years is amazing. I heard Ted say something the other day, and he goes, you know, man, I don't, I don't pay a lot of attention to launch angles. He goes, I know how much that means to the players. They're looking at it. But he goes, I'll tell you one that I've really enjoyed – as the game has changed, what do you think he's enjoyed? I don't know. What does he like? Exit velocity. Really? He does he goes, like that. That's he funny. goes, man, he goes, that's really cool. Oh, that's and amazing. He, and he said, that's, and you go, yeah, I get that. Yeah. Spin rates now? I mean, no one talks spin rates. No, but when he, he talked about, uh, we, we mentioned that home run to T-Sit the yeah. other day, crushed it. And, uh, and Ted goes, man. All of a sudden, now I want to look at that and go, what's the exit velocity on that? And you go, yeah, you get it. So some of these things, while it's become a little bit of money ball, a lot of those are, are you look at it and you go, all right, take it or leave it, right? Yeah. Everybody's become about on-base percentage. I don't know, I guess. I, I get it when you go RBIs don't necessarily matter because maybe it goes along the same lines with what we used to say about Will Myers. When you would say, well, Will Myers hit 24 home runs, but how many of them were meaningful? How many of them made a difference in the game? Yes. If you're down eight to nothing and you hit two solo home runs and now you lose eight to two, does it mean shit? No? No. And that's that's exactly it. I mean, basically, you're told as a pitcher with a big lead, you're just grooving it. You're throwing yeah. strikes. Yeah. Throw strikes, get us out of here, save the bullpen for tomorrow. Exactly. But, um, but yeah, man, it's pretty wild. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm just... I'm having a blast watching baseball. Hockey, I'll say this, circling back to how we started. Yeah. The NHL playoffs start tomorrow. They're going to be amazing. I mean, they, Who's your pick? Give me your pick. 
God, Dave, I really, I mean, I look at it. You know who I look at uh, coming out of the West? I look at Vegas. Vegas is just one of those teams where you go, oh, so good. But, but I mean, the Bruins are really good. I mean, there's so many wild teams. But, but you're playing in a lot of these series, you're playing four games in six nights. Yeah. Now, I understand um, that you don't have to travel. You're in the, the same town. But it, I had NHL radio on last night. They were great. They go, a lot of this is going to be determined by teams that have two solid goalies versus or a really good number one and a decent number two. Because if you're just rolling your same goalie out four nights in six, four yeah. games in six nights, it might wear you down. But there, it, it's just going to be wild, man. Because it's like I, it's like we were saying a couple of weeks ago. They just play every day, back yeah. to back to back on NBC Sports Network and NBC. So keep an eye on it, man. Even if you're a casual fan, the games are cool and they, they sound pretty good, too. I guess they're going to do uh, – NHL is trying to find some ways to kind of bring up the atmosphere. And yeah. they've always been really good at it. So I think it should be good. It's funny, man, with uh, sports now coming back. I mean, obviously the Lakers are playing great. I'm uh, looking at the NBA. The Lakers look so bad. I mean, the Lakers, really? the Lakers aren't close to being what they were when the season ended the first time. I mean, as a guy that says, hey, Lakers are going to win, there's no way the Lakers are the favorite to win this fucking thing. You know, the Clippers right now look like the team. The Bucks look fine. And the Bucks understand they're struggling in the bubble. But, man, they're, they're too good. Toronto's good. Toronto has a better record that? than the Clippers. How about that? That's amazing. I mean, Nick Nurse, who's the coach of Toronto, fuck, right. has been absolutely insane. They say the guy's like Bill Belichick. Yeah. Yeah, I heard him on with uh, Colin Coward. They're saying they throw a different look at you every fucking game. Like you can't prepare for the fucking team. It's it's amazing. You lose your best player to Kawhi. A couple games. And you have a yeah, and you ended up you lost Danny Green. And yeah. you end up with a better fucking record than the Clippers. That's right? insane. Yeah. That's a, that that's that's insane. a that's a pretty cool team. That's uh, it is. It is. Um I mean Siakam's the guy that everyone knows cuz he's the all-star, but man, it's it's uh, exciting as the playoffs are going to get going there as well. For for Major League Baseball, 60 games, you kind of feel the pressure. For me, at least, I mean, I'm watching a shitload of baseball. I'm watching uh, the Oakland A's, who might be the most exciting wow. team going. And yeah. yesterday, I don't know, if you, did you catch the Loriano deal? Yeah, I mean, to me, what's that coach fucking doing? And so Alex Entron's the guy that ran his mouth. Should be suspended for the rest of the year. Well, how many guys? He got drilled three times, by the way. The way most yeah. people saw was the one time. He got yeah. drilled on the back twice just yesterday, three times in the series. Former, and it, former Astro, twenty seventeen. Yeah, because uh, Mike Fires. Really. Yeah, but they smoked yeah. this motherfucker, and it was was he on that team and too? So I, he was. He was. I don't think he was on the team when the season ended, but he was on the team in twenty seventeen at some point. Okay, and so I got to look it up. I'm not even sure sure on that before I even I might be wrong. But I'm going. Hey, the Astros are the ones that and Dude, Major Baseball punks. said, "Hey, you know what? You can't go doing shit like that." Well, hold on a second. Now you yeah. got all these guys with COVID. No one's wearing a goddamn mask. You're right. encouraging a fight from the bench. Fucking suspend the head, co- suspend the hitting coach for for the rest of the season. Right. You started uh, all this shit, dude. I uh, that team to me, every sport is better when you have a villain. I don't really know that you have one in baseball, hockey, or basketball, but boy, you have a clear one in baseball. You sure do. Right? I man, that team is just a bunch of punks. Like you look at that, there's nobody on that team that's likable, is no, there? No, not at all. Not, no, yeah, not not, not at all. Like, but it, it's uh, I, I am enjoying the season, and right now the way the Padres are going to be a playoff team. I mean, it's been yeah. a long fucking time. 
Uh, quick uh, report card for you. We went to Coronado yesterday. Yeah. My sons and I took out the Evil Knievel stunt cycle. <laughs> I will, I'll, I'll give you the positive and the negative. All right, I can't wait. The positive is I ordered it on Wednesday. It was here on Friday. Good. Like, and whatever, I think it's like 44 bucks and includes the postage. So if you're anybody looking for for the uh, for your kid, yeah. Uh, the negative is they have done nothing to improve the technology in 50 years of this thing. It's well, would it upset you if they changed it? Didn't you want the original? Uh, well, yeah, but you go, did you try to upgrade anything? Like they, it's just, <laughs> it snaps in, and uh, dude, like. Evil himself is just like, he's like a pale Gumby. Remember how Gumby was, Dave? Yeah. You couldn't, the legs didn't move, yeah, nothing sucked. moved. Gumby sucked. And uh, my kids are like, what the hell is with Evil? <laughs> so it took them a couple of minutes to kind of figure it out. Because, and I, Dave, I hadn't remembered this in, in a long time. First, we go to... Shout out to the guys at Dixie Line Lumber in La Mesa. Because I go over there and I go, hey, I need something for a ramp. And the guy's like, oh, wow, what are you building? Like BMX or anything? I said, no, man. I said, I got my kids the Evil Knievel stunt cycle. And this dude was an older guy. He freaked out. What? (laughs) What? He's dying laughing. He goes, yeah. He goes, go back. Around the back, find yeah. this guy. Tell him I sent you. He goes, we got scrap wood all over. Tell him exactly what you want. We got you covered. I go back, find this guy. Tell him the story. He knew exactly what I was talking about. This dude just goes, come with me. Takes me in the back. Two pieces of plywood. He just snaps and boom. Perfect. Like one foot by like 10 inches wide, like 14 inches long. And you go, uh, this fucking thing's great. So we take it down to Coronado, and the thing is, man, you get that wheel cranking, right? Yeah. And then when you stop- Are people you, watching you guys by any chance? Uh, no. Okay. As soon as it, like, as soon as you break your rhythm, yeah. Evo's on the way out. So first couple of times, my kids are just trying to find their rhythm. They kind of pause, and Evo, whoop, into the grass, falls over. Shit. <laughs> Next thing you know, Dave, these dudes figured it out. So we took the box, we put this piece of plywood against it, and goddamn if evil's not jumping in Coronado yesterday. It was the funniest shit. The helmet flies off every time. Dude, you should have put this on your phone. Oh, I told him I'm going to wait a little bit because, like, my man Bryce Miller, we're going to start setting shit on fire, and we're going to do it right. <laughs> There's uh, there's some things that need to be worked out in it, but I would say my buddy Scott King got one for his girls, and he had it. They were jumping like the beta tank, doing all kinds of funny things. Dude, it is so goddamn funny. It's still the old shitty, like I said, they probably could have upgraded it a little bit, but it was fall over and my kids were dying my kids had a blast they loved it they loved it and now they're like all right well 
what can we find that he can jump over how high can he go and how far can we make it jump so yeah for 40 bucks uh it definitely could have been better i would keep your expectations manageable but if you have a young son i think bo's probably a little small for it but i'm thinking like alan Cson's kids those guys yeah dude right up their alley <laughs> so goddamn funny <laughs> Yeah, I mean, just like if you yeah. have kids that are like... What, about six years old? Yeah, six. I mean, my kids are 12. So, I mean, if you're six to 14... Yeah. And you can... Yeah, I mean, we probably... We're looking at ways to, to improve the ramp and do all that other shit. But uh, my son's got a beta. He's like, oh, yeah, we're jumping the beta. The The dog has a crate. They want to put... They want to see if he can jump the dog crate. They, they're figuring <laughs> out all that. So who knows? Maybe it helps him with the physics grade, too. Oh, my God. That's too funny. That's too funny. Hey, I want to mention Dan Williams. Dan Williams is your guy to get you out of debt. He can also be the guy to help get you out of the rental market, find your own home. All you have to do is call Dan, begin your path to being debt-free, also becoming a homeowner. What else could you ask for? Now it's the time to call Dan about your finances. 858-688-6813. 858-688-6813. Texting back and forth with Dan a little bit today over the last couple of days. Because he turned me on to a great book, and it's funny, you and I had talked about uh, Evil Knievel when we were here the other day, and I appreciate Dan calling me and saying, hey, did you ever get Lee Montville's book about Evil Knievel? And I said, man, I ordered it. What night were we here? I went home and ordered it. Dan told me, he goes, dude, that, and so this is a recommendation. He goes, that is one of the funniest and best sports biographies. Lee Montville, who wrote for Sports Illustrated, yeah. was so good. Because, dude, not a good guy. Yeah. Like, not a good guy. But he said the stories in there from every walk of life, from jumping to the stunt cycle and everything else, uh, Evil by Lee Montville, available on Amazon. But, yeah, just kind of talking to Dan and looking. Uh, Dave, I'll tell you this, man. Friends of mine in our complex uh, are moving. They're moving to San Antonio. Okay. That's funny. I know someone else moved to San Antonio. Really? Yeah. These guys put their house on the market, and it was gone the same day. Literally gone the same day, and they got 12000 over their asking price. I mean, and it's just, if that's the housing market... You want to refinance, you want to take advantage of the equity that you have in your property, um, or if you want to get in, like it's moving quick, man, and you got to make sure your finances are lined up. Give Dan a call, tell him Dave and Jeff sent you. Brian Kerr is your guy for that perfect home. What are you waiting for? The perfect neighborhood is waiting for you, the right size house. We want a big house, you want a small house, Brian Curry can find it for you. Right now, the market's better than you think. Wow. Matter of fact, a friend of mine just told me today, they went on vacation, and why they're on vacation, sold their house with multiple offers, way above yeah. what they were asking for. So look, you got to call Brian Curry right now. If you're looking to sell your home, Brian's the guy to take care of business for you. He is the best in the business, and also you can find the neighborhood that is right for you. 619-251-1588, 619-251-1588. Well, Dave, we so often talk about selling your home, but today I want to talk about people buying a home because when you look at the rents, the, the rental market in San Diego is insane, right? You're trying to rent a one or two bedroom in just a casual part of town. 
it's two grand. So you go, well, I'd like to use that and maybe that can be my mortgage payment. I just told you, friends of mine put the house on the market. They sold it the same day for 12000 above their asking price. And the other, the other bid that they had was about eight grand over asking price. So you go, what is going on? It's a crazy time in the market. You need somebody on your side that can help you negotiate and more importantly, not make a hasty decision just trying to get in and buy the house and then two years later regretting it. That's why we're such big fans of Brian Curry. Brian's going to help you find not only your house, but your house is going to be the right house. Absolutely. TaylorMade Pools is the place to go for that perfect pool for you. More than 20 years in San Diego. Alan Taylor is standing by ready to build that perfect pool. You have an idea of what you want. He can help you out with a 3D design virtual tour. Also, don't forget about the saltwater technology, the waterfalls, the grotto, the slides. This week, I'm heading to Surprise, Arizona. Fun. Surprise, it's hot as fuck. Guess yep. what? You need a swimming pool. San Diego is uh. pretty warm as well. You need that swimming pool, and guess what? Alan Taylor can build it. 619-449-4452. 619-449-4452. Bunny Mind sends me a text today. It says, Happy Monday. Guess what it was? Angie Dickinson in a bikini. I go, what in the hell? God damn. <laughs> You talk about a little slice of perfection. I think you said something to Jim Betancourt the other day yeah. when he said he grew up. Who did he want to be? Oh, fuck. Who did he want to be? I remember. He uh, wanted to be. Oh, he wanted to be Don Johnson. That's right. He wanted to be Miami Vice and he ended up as Punch. And then yeah. you're like, you could have ended up as Pepper. Yeah. Did you ever fucking see Pepper Kid? <laughs> huh? Dude, my dad had that guy dang police woman on all the Ugh. fucking time. Earl Holloman, you're like, dude, move this guy out. Less Earl, more pepper. We mention it because it's the Dave and Jeff special for August. Right now, for the first 71 people that call, you know what? We're going to change it. I hate to do this to you, but in tribute to me becoming a full-on Leafs fan tonight, 67, the next 67 people to call TaylorMade Pool You'll have the opportunity to get the Angie Dickinson silhouette. God, I can't think of anything better. Your old lady's going to come out and say, what's that? You're going to say, you know what that is up there? That's the front door. You want the opportunity to sit back here. You're going to introduce your top lip to your bottom lip. You're going to keep it quiet, and you're going to let me look at this insanely perfect piece of craftsmanship done by Canada's own TaylorMade Pools. Beloved. I don't know if Al Taylor's a Leafs fan. but I bet he is. He looks like a Leafs fan. He kind of looks like a Calgary Flames fan. But we won't hold that against him. You might be right. We will uh, encourage you. Again, the first 67 people that call between now and Wednesday at noon, you have the opportunity to get the Angie Dickinson silhouette pool. Believe me, it'll be the talk of the town. Love it. Kyle Flicker's your guy for that perfect website. Look, if you need that brand new website to help spark business or you're looking to start your own business, Kyle Flicker's your guy. 619-500-6621. 619-500-6621. Got a new website. Me and Kyle are going to launch it. We're thrilled to announce best places to camp on a Tuesday.com. <laughs> Fucking guy. Five national parks in 10 days. I uh, got a second one for you, too. Best place to avoid getting your brakes cut.com. <laughs> I heard this story. It was unbelievable. This lady, an older lady, was telling me that she was concerned that a neighbor wasn't cleaning up after their dog. Do you know what the neighbor, and the neighbor was female. Yeah, what happened? 
She said, hey, I clean up after my dog. Keep it down or I'm going to cut your brakes. <laughs> Woof. My grandmother was Scandinavian, man. She used to say, oof-da. That's what I said. Shit. Cut your brakes. You imagine telling an old lady that, Dave? I love it, But man. it made me think, hey, yeah. let's start a website. Best places to avoid getting your brakes cut.com. <laughs> uh, me and Kyle Flugel will run it. Boy, I, I'll say this, and yeah. I hate to do this to the guy, but I have to do it. I've been in the market for buying a bed for like two months. I'll tell you, these are absolute true stories. Yeah. The first place I went was to Mattress Firm because you and I had a history with sleep training. Yeah. Uh, went in there. Guys are really nice. They can't deliver a bed. So they'll, Mattress Firm will make you a great deal on a bed. Good fucking luck ever getting it delivered. Is that right? Yeah, I had a bed that was supposed to be delivered three weeks ago. Then it was going to be last week. Then it was supposed to be Sunday. Wow. Now, look, I don't know how much is COVID. I know it's. I have friends that work for department stores. They're saying it's been impacted. And so I remember years ago, I, uh, my wife and I bought a bed from Jerome's. Yeah. And really had an easy time with it. And I went onto the Jerome's website. I got to tell you, and I went into the Dream Shop yesterday. The I said, your website sucks. <laughs> your website absolutely sucks. And it does. And, and the person working goes, I know. Because if you go on and just, like I said, that's Jerome's San Diego legend, right? Been here forever. Yeah. I bought couches, beds, everything. But when you go on and you're like, hey, I'm looking for this... I need that bed, that kind of, you know, uh, whatever, frame and everything else. Dude, you can't do it on their website. Yeah. And he should call Kyle Fluger because I still went there because I'd had a past history with them and had great experience, name recognition. Dude, if your website sucks, like that website is bad, are you sure people are going to give you the second chance? I mean, I went in because, I, like I said, I've had nothing but positive experiences. But, boy, that is a terrible website. Wow. Please don't let people say the same about yours. Now, I'm going to call Jerome and go, dude. Jerry. Jerry. Love you. Love what you mean to San Diego. I mean, dude, you own the best seats in the house at every venue. Yep. Got to fix that website, kid. <laughs> All right, how old are they and how much are they worth? There's one in here that will mean a lot to you. I'll okay. save it for last. Okay. First, we're going to start off with Kylie Jenner. Oh, wow. Interesting. She's the youngest one. Um, she 23? Exactly right. All right, now this number is crazy, right? Is she $1.3 billion? It says at first she was over a billion. Now it says she's worth $900 million, that that billion number was high. It's $900 million. Damn, dude. Like, what, she has more than any of the sisters. More I was than just going to say, from what? How did makeup she? Makeup line. Really? Yeah, makeup line. How about that shit? And was Chris behind that too? I'm sure she helped get her started. Holy shit. Yeah, crazy. $900 million. I don't now, think she graduated high school. Now, I've never, I don't see that show. Is she Is she featured like uh, no, Chloe? No, not, not and, like the other, other ones. No, she, she's on, just you don't see her a lot. So where did she, like, how did it explode? She did an online makeup deal, and people bought it like crazy. I watch every one of them, dude. 
I never miss it. Did they? And so when that freaked out, how the other sisters take it? Oh, they never showed that on camera. But it's funny. All the sisters know that all of a sudden she's Chris's favorite. Used to be Kim was Chris's right. favorite because she was the money maker. Right. Yeah. And remember, Kim made all the money from started this whole family up from a good blowjob. You know. God damn it, David. Yeah. Maybe God one day Woods it. will make a fortune. He's great at blowing Manny. Maybe. Get those knee pads, kid. <laughs> Two hands. You asshole. <laughs> oh, fucking A. All right, John Morant. How old is he? <laughs> Can you go two for two? Uh, I can't. He's 22. 21. Shit. <laughs> uh, because he's on the rookie deal, but yeah, I but think he he's going to have endorsements. Just let me flesh it out. You're so fucking nervous over there, Regis. Calm down. Um, let's say right now he's worth $16 million. $50 million. Shit. Yeah. 16 with his rookie contract with endorsements, 50. Wow. Antonio Banderas. Uh, 60. Exactly right. You've been pretty good. Two for, two for three now, and missed one by one year. Yeah. I will tell you this. I've gone back to subscribing to the Union Tribune on a daily basis. By the way, shout out to Bryce Miller for an excellent article about Paul Vaden. Absolutely. Uh, people may notice that I often point out on social media that Paul Vaden's the godfather of my kids. You're probably like, why do you do it all the time? That's because Paul's seen him twice in their entire 12-year life. <laughs> That's why I do it. He knows it. He knows it. He always calls and asks about him, but you see him twice. I've seen Dane more than I've seen than he's seen two guys that are hilarious. Yeah. So I repeatedly pointed out in every social media post, it's because he's seen him twice. It doesn't take away from the fact that it's he's an incredible guy. And uh and when you learn his story he and I have been through a few crazy roads through the years, and uh, man, that was really, really good. The point of that being, Dave, is in the Sunday paper, I always liked the entertainment section. Great interview with T. Jefferson Parker, but in the back, um, there's two things, and they often go back to back. They'll give you shows to keep an eye out for the week. You go, okay, you look for things for your kids, but facing them are the birthday page, and I'm telling you, I always avoid it. So uh, they don't tell you how much these guys are worth, but it's funny. I get so paranoid. I never want to even look over to the left. I like yeah. coming in here with no preparation, as you can tell. Good. Antonio Banderas, 60. Oh, man, I like this dude. I think this number is going to be lower than we all hope. I'm going to say he's worth $21 million. $45 million. Oh, damn, that's cool. Yeah. Not with the Melanie Griffith anymore. Really? Yeah. Dude, she hit the wall. Good for him for getting out of that. Bad lay? Yeah, I'm thinking she's a bad lay. Don Johnson bailed, right? Yeah, he did. <laughs> if you have a chance, let me ask you this. If you, that was my Scott Kaplan. If uh, if you had the chance to go, I'm trying to think of who part two of this is. Oh, I'll give you two guys. All right, I got it. You're on a cross-country drive. Okay. Telling stories. Yeah. Right? First guy is Danny Trejo. Okay. 
And the second guy is Don Johnson. Oh, that's funny. Probably Danny Trejo. Pretty wild yeah. stories, right? Yeah. But I think Don Johnson would be like one of those dudes. Like if you if you had the opportunity to to have him roll in to KFMB or hang out, dude, I think that's the guy. Oh, he'd we'd be go. cool on the radio, but I wouldn't want to drive cross country with him. He'd wear me out. Don Johnson? Yeah, I wouldn't want to drive to Phoenix with Don Johnson. Why do you think that? I think he has a big ego. I think I'd drop him off at the Golden Acorn on the way to Phoenix. It's a get the fuck out. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah, I can't take it anymore. Does anybody? I don't. Really? Yeah. I don't know why. I just think he has an ego. I don't know. Uh, like, it's funny. We are talking about Miami Vice was a cool show. I just thought Nash Bridges was a cool show. I never saw Nash Bridges. I watched a show he was in last year called The Watchmen. It was on HBO. Never saw it. Okay. He was on the only for one episode. Okay. It was the first episode. And okay. he, But you like his character at the beginning. You're like, oh, this guy's great. Yeah. Well, it ends up he's a fucking Klansman. And, he, oh, and then you're like, Don. get the fuck out. Get Don, get the fuck out. They killed him. Was he in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Or what movie was he I don't he think just, he was. He was just in a he movie. He was in something. Recently. Where but his daughter's the one, right? In oh. all the On the Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh, is that right? Yeah. She's the one that's naked all, all over the place. I know what he was in. He was in that movie Knives Out. Did you see that no, movie with the that. dude from uh, the guy who plays Bond? It's pretty pretty. Pretty good movie. Pretty yeah. fun. Yeah, he was funny in that. All right, sorry. All right, Angie Harmon. Damn, dude. All and right. She's not with Jason Seahorn either anymore. I know, but. Bird tits. Can you shake the Jason Seahorn thing? Angie Harmon's great looking, but can you shake yeah. that she has that on the resume? Yeah. He's a big turtleneck guy. Yeah. I blew up both his knees. Dude, he was. But that guy was an amazing yeah, player. He was before he blew his knees out. He Returning just, punts. He just started fucking her only on his back, and she had to leave. He's like, I can't do it. My knees are killing me. <laughs> She's like, one position, Jason. You're like, goddamn, Jesus. All right, throw me the knee. Take off your fucking Giants jersey when we're fucking. It's wearing his thirty-one game jersey, Is all tight. Wearing his SC jersey. <laughs> Got Pete Carroll on speakerphone coaching him. You got it. Hum, baby, hum. Um, Angie Harmon. Not related to Mark Harmon. It's funny when you look up Angie Harmon. There's a million things on there. Issue related to Mark Harmon. I don't know why it's all over the place. I've never thought about that. Neither did I. But it was all over the internet. I'm gonna say she's uh, 51. 48. Shocking. Damn. Yeah, 48. Uh, I like Angie Harmon. I'm gonna say. I'm trying to think, like, if she was ever in anything that would have cashed her big check. Like, probably steady checks. Law and Order she was on. Oh, dude, okay. I'll say uh, $15 million. $30 million. Nice. Yeah. Some of that could have been from Jason's money, well, too. Well, fuck it. <laughs> All right. Last Broken one. down old Joe Namath wannabe. Okay, I'll give you a hint on this last one. Number one, it's important to you. Two okay. is, it's not a sad story, okay? All right. M- Michael Bivens. Dude, that guy's the man. Michael Bivens is the man. I'm going to say Michael Bivens is 52. Exactly right. This is a good day for you. Yeah, I'm hitting the numbers. I'm going to think this dude, he made money off Boys the Men. He made money off a few other bands, too. I'm going to say he's 70 million. 40 million is what it says. Well, dude, that's still pretty damn good. Pretty damn good. He's doing okay. Yeah. I like those dudes. All right, stay or goes. I did movie sequels. I was wondering if there are oh, any I movie like sequels this. where you'd pick the second one. Okay? Oh, okay. 
We'll go Godfather 1 or 2. Very funny. You know what? I love Godfather 1. You know I've never seen Godfather 2. That's amazing. You never went to it. I've never seen Godfather 2. But I've I've heard, Dave, a lot of people say that. So, Dave, it took me forever to see Godfather no, it 1. Did. It took you like 40 years. It was crazy. <laughs> I told you the story. It was funny. I mean, going back to when I rented it on uh, VHS. Yeah. Unplug the phone, right? Pull the curtains. I'm yeah. so excited. I had nowhere to be. And my goddamn VCR ate the tape. So not only did I fucking not see the that movie. That was the worst, dude. I had, a re- I had a... Replace it? Yeah. Oh, fuck. Then I had to pay like 21 bucks to some guy with sticky fingers. Fix your VCR? Yeah. <laughs> did you, how far Godfather 1 did you get? Did you get through the first scene, the wedding scene? Before the thing broke down? Yeah. Um, My mom's friend's the one that fucks James Caan. During the wedding. No. Yeah. Dude, that movie. Fucks her against the door. Dude, that fucking movie is just insane, right? <laughs> it's so good. Fucking so good. Um, and two, then Two is good. A lot of people like two better. I, I'm a one guy, though. I'm a Godfather one all guy. All right. I, I tell you what. I'll try to. I won't have it done by Wednesday. Yeah. But I'll, uh, I'll try within the next couple of weeks to finally see it. It's just. None of those, they're not on anything like uh, HBO or Netflix no, or in, ever. No, Amazon, right? Like AMC, you'll find it with a million commercials. It'll take eight hours to watch. Right, and that's the other thing. So then you got to, does anybody even sell DVDs anymore? No. Blu-rays? No. I don't even know where you go. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. Um, <laughs> Why do you put it on Twitter? Hey, I've never seen Godfather looking to catch up. No, I've seen Godfather. Craig, Craig will write you right back. Come over to my house. I've seen now. Here's the crazy thing, I've seen one and I've seen three. Okay, but I haven't seen two. I saw yeah. three in the theater before I saw one. Oh, that's funny. Boy, that was bad. Yeah, Francis Ford Coppola's daughter. I think fucked the whole movie. I know. All right. Uh, here, here, okay, go ahead. All right, here we go. You have choices of three here: Raiders of the Lost Ark, uh-huh. Temple of Doom, or The Last Crusade. God damn! I saw all of them. I remember l- loving them, although I didn't. Which one was River Phoenix in? He was in... Oh, or was he in the fourth one? Uh, the fourth one. I never saw the fourth one. Uh, it's the first one. Okay. First one's great. Second one, Temple of Doom, I thought sucked. And the, the last Crusader, Sean Connery, I liked. That was cool, right? Yeah. With him. That was cool. But I'll, I'll take the first one. I did see all three of those. All right. Terminator 1 or 2? 1. Okay, really? I thought 2 was great. W- 2 had who win it? Well, Schwarzenegger was in it. I got gotcha. you. He had the had the the kid was in it a lot. Eddie Furlow? Is yeah. Is that his name? I think you're right. Yeah. Okay, you still like one. Yeah, I'll take one. Okay. Hangover one or two? Oh, one by okay. a mile. All right. I saw two yesterday. I left. All right, here we go. This one you will not Which see. one is the one where they shoot um where Rob Briggle and they shoot uh Zach Galifianakis in front one. of the kids. That's one, yeah, right? That's a great one. Do that, yeah. All right, here we go. Last Rocky one or any of the other Rockies? Oh man, you know Rocky three is so great. Pound for pound, greatest movie of all time. Right? I mean, you go Eye of the Tiger, you go yeah. Thunder Lips. Yeah. You think about Clubber Lang at that time. There's so many different things, but when you go back and watch the first. Rocky, he's just, dude, he's the ultimate schlep, yeah. right? Yeah. 
he's got the dog. He's got Cuff and Lynx. Yep. Right? Giving advice to that girl. Screw you, creepo. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> and by the time he gets to three, he's got the haircut. He's all yoked out. Yeah. Right? He's I'll got the French out. collar shirts. Yeah. Dude, it's got to be one. One is just, like, is I, you know. Two one movie of the year. Huh? One, one movie of the year. It did. It yeah. won Best Picture, right? Yep. But, like, yeah, the first Rocky is just so good. What's yeah. what's your favorite scene, the first Rocky? Oh, my gosh. Um, God, I, I love the whole movie. I love all the Rocky movies. Yeah, up till four. Uh, through four, I liked them all. Yeah, four was pretty bad. God, there are a lot of them. I like, I like everything. I even like when he goes into the sports arena and says the shorts don't match. You know, That's and he's, great. And he's telling that. It, it, the whole thing's L.A. sports arena. Yeah. It was really cool. Dude, for me, the best part of Rocky 1 is when he chases Mick down the street. Yeah. Because, remember, gave his locker away. Yep. He did all that shit. Burgess Meredith is just so fucking good, right? Yep. And he comes back and he wants a chance yeah. to go. Rocky tells him no. And you just see Burgess going down like the broken little sack of yeah. shit he is. <laughs> right? Fuck you, Penguin. Get the fuck out of here. You call me when Frank Gorshin's available. It's my time. And they just got the piano playing yeah. in the back, and he chases him down. Dude, it's so fucking great. Dude, Bill Conte is great with that music. Yeah. All the way through. But but there's so many, there's so many elements in the first one. Yeah. That are great, like that shitty apartment. Yeah. Right? By three, Davey's in the crazy house with the maid and the robot. The other thing, (laughs) dude, the thing that, as great as three is, the thing that they could never figure out in two, three, or four is what the fuck to do with Polly. Yeah, they didn't know what to do with Polly. Because remember, Polly gets all fucked up in three and he breaks the uh, pinball machine. Gets arrested. Gets arrested and then he went and rocks in this, you know, the yeah. camel jacket. You're like, dude, what are you doing? Where's the leather jacket? He, uh, dude, you want to hear something crazy? Polly lived in my neighborhood when where my grandmother lived. Yeah, his daughter was smoking hot. Went to Beverly Hills High School. Yeah, smoking hot. You would never guess he'd a good looking kid. Burt Young, dude. Yeah, but but Polly is great in the first one. Yeah, and then from two, three, and four, he's just. Yeah. He's just a dope. Dude, talk about hitting the, the fucking uh, the lottery. Talia Shire was in the Godfather movies and Rocky movies. Right. Holy shit. All right, let me ask you this. Talia Shire, hot, not hot. That's funny you say that. I used to think it, she was hideous. And now the more I watch her, the more I would throw her one. Dude, she was. Yeah. She was. Yeah. She's great looking. Yeah. They downplayed it, right? Yeah, they did. Dave, you look, I'll tell you this. You look at two things with her. You look at her... When she's at the first fight in Rocky One, how they had done it with the cat rim glasses. Yep. Dude, when she's there dressed in red, you go, holy shit. Yeah. She's outstanding. And the other thing about her, too, that I love about her, you could tell that Adrian was very low maintenance. Yes. You didn't have to worry about any bullshit. You didn't have to worry about her being just a pain in the ass. You just go, God damn, she's good looking. She's going to take care of Cuff and Link. Yes. And uh, and she's low maintenance. <laughs> you know, it's made me think of this. Do you remember in the fourth one where Apollo dies? Yeah. He comes home. She finds out that he's going to fight again. He walks out. 
gets in his gutting Lamborghini and they're playing No Easy Way Out, the song, and he's driving yeah. down the street and he's remembering like all this shit yeah. that's going through his head. My buddy and I went to go see that fucking movie in Ohio, oh. in Ohio and he starts to, on the way home, he's going to drive like fucking Sylvester Stallone. Where he's gonna look every direction but straight ahead. Did he took out like eight trash cans of two mailboxes, dude? Hit everything, dude, in his mom's car. I was like, holy fuck, dude. Uh, the worst thing that I did, and then I'm done. I went to a premiere of Rocky Five with yeah. Tommy Morrison. All the people loaded into the theater, jammed in, right? It comes down to the scene at the end, the street fight, everybody's going crazy. And my buddy Tom, Boomy, Cheech, I don't even remember, Doug, my buddy Doug Penn, who I reconnected with, feels like there were about six guys, Chris Archer, all these dudes. Hey, how was it? It was great. We finally find a way to get all of us together. Movie's been out for like two weeks. Yeah. And we get there, and we're like the only six guys. And guys are like, oh, what? (laughs) These movies are great. And I'm on the aisle. I remember this. It's like if you're in the movie theater and you go down the left ramp, right? So I'm on the left aisle, all my buddies to the right, spread out Marine style, right? Because who knows what the fuck our problem is. You know how Marines sit at the yeah, movie, no, every know. other oh, every I other know. ramp? Every guy had the same thing. Yeah, we all sat the same way. We just went to movies in North yeah. County and Oceanside all the time. There are always guys there from Camp Pendleton. Like, look at these guys. Hey, what are you doing next week? Scoot down one. <laughs> so we, yeah. Like, we'd always sit. We'd always say, hey, look at them sitting Marine style. Yeah. As we're sitting two seats apart. So, uh, <laughs> but I'm on the left. All my buddies to the right. And David felt, I swear to God, it felt like it was no more than 10 minutes in. And I could just feel them burning a hole through yeah. me. Like, dude, this is atrocious. Terrible. I thought you said this was great. Yeah, I mean, I like the Halloween movie Yeah, where the little girl, remember, she came out, Donald Pleasance, yeah. and she had the mask on? Yeah. That scared the shit out of me. <laughs> My friends are like, what? That movie scared you? Like, the little girls walking out of that movie. Oh, that movie scared the shit out of me, too. Yeah, but uh, no, for me, Rocky 1 is at a different level. Yeah. And then uh, it would go Rocky 1, Rocky 3, and then nothing else. By the way, I want to mention before we get out of here, just for uh, Jim Betancourt, Kamala died. I saw 70 yeah. years old, a former wrestler, and I tell you, I saw him in person. 1986 at the Sports Journal. He, uh, he wrestled Hulk Hogan. I read my buddy uh, wrote and did an interview for a website. My buddy posted this, and Kamala said that, I didn't read the whole thing, but he was kind of, you know, this buddy of mine had tracked him down in retirement. They wrote a whole, did a whole thing. And I don't know why this was interesting to me. But he said, you know, a lot of guys were not necessarily cool to him, that Vince McMahon never paid him fairly. But he said he always felt like Hulk Hogan was great to him. Really? Yeah, he said, Hulk Hogan treated me so nice. Told me, I'm making my money, go make yours. So he went in, asked for money, and they said, hey, you get can make more out. money. Yeah, get the fuck out of here. Go drive a fucking wow. Trailways bus. I read a whole thing on him yesterday. Just curious how he said he uh, he grew up in Mississippi, used to rob everybody. And then wow. people in Mississippi said, get the fuck out of the state. They kicked him out of the state saying, bad things are about to happen to you unless you get the fuck out of here. Dude, I'm telling you, there, there are so many different lives that you look at and you go, that's a crazy life, right? Yeah. Like that kind of life. I think any dude... 
where they spend that much time on the road, like roadies. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. where you just go carnival. Yeah. Like Circus Vargas. Right? I mean, think about that kind of stuff where you go, there, there's just no sense of normalcy. No. So, no, not at all. Right? Yeah. I mean, think about all the holidays, everything. No family life, no nothing. Nothing, man. Just constantly on the road, either in the car or the airport or anything else. Wild. Uh, that's it. We do- Real quick, I tell you a funny ass story. I can't remember the fucking guy's name. Josh is going to kill me. Josh was telling me a story about this guy that uh, that he's on the Tennessee Titans now. He's a tight end, but he was talking about being recruited by Alabama, Georgia, Michigan. Okay. And so he's was all set to go to Michigan. Okay. Mm-hmm. And Jim Harbaugh comes into his house wearing full football cleats. The whole deal. Goes walking into his house, mom's brand new fucking hardwood floors, and his mom's no get the fuck out. We're not going to Michigan. You just ruined my floors, you asshole. <laughs> and then Harbaugh thought that was his cool recruiting trick. Yeah. To come and say, see how serious we are? Even the coach wears football cleats. Completely ruined the floors. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> um, whoever put that thing up today from Talladega Nights of the SEC. Uh, yelling, Michael Clark Duncan. Yeah, yelling at the Big Ten, Ricky Bobby. Yeah. The goddamn John C. Riley is the ACC at the end. That was the funniest goddamn clip. Uh, we're out of time tonight, but on Wednesday, Dave, dude, the end of Mountain West football. How about the guy today who sends a note to Carlo Chiquetto? Yeah, on Twitter and goes, "Well, I guess we've seen the last Aztec game ever at." at- <laughs> Qualcomm Stadium. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? They're going to be building the thing. They're not tearing it down right now, shithead. Oh, my God, dude. I saw the funniest fucking thing about uh, different teams that are jumping out about the Big Ten now, saying that they're yeah. not going to play football. And they were saying, man, with the Big Ten out, because they've been in every championship game except for 20, 19, 18, 17, 16, 14, 13, 12, 11, 10. <laughs> they list all of these. They've only been in like two in the last 25 years. It's like, we're going to miss you, assholes. Fuck off. Dude, you know why we're going to miss it? Because I just got Sports Illustrated, which, by the way, is on their last legs. But their football preview issue still is great. Yeah. They did their college football preview. And remember last year, P.J. Fleck had the gutty little gophers rolling. And I was like, I wonder, man, are they even top 25 or did they look at, look at the gophers as a fluke? Sports Illustrated had them 12th in the nation yeah. going in, saying Tanner Morgan and a couple other young guys. P.J.'s got the bears on the move, man. <laughs> and all of a sudden, you're just like, shit, I was excited for Brady Hoke coming back, the whole thing. But... Look, obviously, there's there's much bigger concerns yeah. in the world. Get through all of those, and at some point, we'll get it back. But, uh, yeah, we'll talk more about it. Just college football is one of our favorites around here. We'll talk about it Wednesday. All right, we'll be back on uh, Wednesday. See you. 